the Echo Sport Podcast in association with O'Sullivan Brothers DIY. Kitchens, wardrobes, stores and floors we supply to your design. Visit osbgroup.ie or in branch at Holly Hill and Toker. Hi, I'm Eamon Murphy and welcome to the Echo Sport Podcast in association with our friends from O'Sullivan Brothers DIY. We're starting off this Tuesday morning talking about the Reardon's Hurling All-Stars. I'm joined by Jack McKay and Dennis Hurley. We're going to go through the team as selected and look over, I suppose, the hurlers who were very unlucky to miss out. It was a, a tough debate. The Reardon's All-Stars have been on the go now since 2012. It's a fantastic scheme. They recognise the best club hurlers at the top level of the sport. They also recognise the best footballers, ladies footballers and camogie players. Today we're just looking at the hurling team. Next week we're going to go through the football team and we'll also look at the camogie and ladies football teams next week. So we'll start off with the goalkeeper position. Uh, Jack, Jack, Jack was very happy with this uh, choice. Seeing as a, a Middleton man won out. But there were, we, we kind of had three players in contention for it. So the goalkeeper choice was Brian Saunderson from Middleton. Had a great campaign, Jack, even though he was suspended yeah. for the first couple of games. Yeah, he did. I mean... He came back well, and I think when you look at how how much he improved Middleton when he got into the team, his puckouts made a massive difference, you know. And against against Black Rock, like his composure in possession, and again against the Bears, I think that's something that I've praised him for all year. Is when he's under pressure from a couple of forwards, he he doesn't make a mistake. And there's only a handful of goalkeepers, you know, like uh, Gavin Connolly and Pat Collins can do that really well as well. And I think the that's elite goalies, kind of, like yeah, the elite goalkeepers and. I think that's what gives him a good shot at being in the intercounty setup next year, anyway. Yeah, I suppose after winning the under 20, what, 20 all Ireland, he was he was very impressive. Dennis, he has been mentioned. Look, you know, th- there's no point in beating around the bush. There's a lot of people saying, "Is Pat Collins?" He came from kind of nearly getting an all star two years ago. There's people who've been questioning in the last couple of years. I, I would imagine Saunderson will come into that mix, and there'll be kind of a bit of a, a fight for the number one Gansey now, even though Brian is only twenty, so it's early days for him. But it's it's early days, but you'd imagine he'll get a chance. He you know he'll probably come into the setup and be exposed to that, and then. If the management feel he's able to step up further, we might see him in a, in a league game or two. You know, ultimately it is a meritocracy and he has put himself into the conversation with his performances. For Cork, I was doing a review of the, the under-20 campaign uh, last week and, you know, it, it was noticeable even... <laughs> it feels so long ago, you're almost forgetting the matches, but his his restarts were... Were, were excellent, Huge you know. Part of he the was, all earned success, yeah. He, he's, he's a big, imposing figure. Um, and like you say, the fact that he's on this team, even though he was suspended for the first couple of matches, just underlines the impact he had in the in the remaining, um, in the remaining three games. And you know, he's he's very young, and goalkeepers tend to have long careers so I think patience might be needed too at the same time and I, I suppose even even though he, he got the vote in the end when we were voting on the team very close to Duncan McCarthy getting the nod there too is he, he probably just didn't stand out as much because SARS were so balanced well, that, that, that's it he kept you know, the succession it's a clean sheet so he's pretty unlucky not to be yeah, in really, isn't he? It's, it's like James McGarry when he was with Kilkenny yeah. um, you know very rarely Given the All Star because he was behind such a good defence, Sars didn't concede a goal in the knockout stages, which is incredible. You know, playing three three top teams, um, and yeah, Donica very unlucky. Yeah, it was, it was not a big, to make it. It, it yeah. was a big debate when we were picking it. It came down to that. Gavin Connolly was mentioned too as well. I suppose Blackrock went went out to quarterfinal stage, but for a number of years now he's been hugely impressive. It's why he was yeah, in the Cork I, setup, I suppose. And his, his restarts really are top notch. Um, and 
he's, he's another one you know who could be could be in the mix with Cork next year it's a good complaint we'll move on now to the full back line so the final full back line that was chosen again plenty of debate because there are two excellent defences in the county final between Sars and Middleton we went for Cahill McCarthy Paul Leopold and Shana Smith uh, a mean lean defence there but, but all of them well capable of hurling as well yeah definitely Cahill we, we have him at number two as he was for Sars he showed during the year just how versatile he is you know he popped up with very important um point scoring contributions and I suppose it's the way the game has gone now most teams know that they'll be facing opposition with two men inside so you put in your inverted commas Barry Nash there who can step up if need be and Kyle was perfect player to, to do that for Sars um, nine points in play between the semi and the final exactly yeah, underlined that against um, against the McKillian and, and, and following on from Conor O'Sullivan who was an expert at doing that role yeah, yeah, yeah. his own club man who, who led the team out yeah. to, to, to come to the success yeah and you know again another guy with a timeless side a bright future um, you know it always happens when guys do well in the latter stages of the county championship people are almost anointing him as being starters for Cork the following year it probably doesn't happen as much nowadays you know, Pat Ryan has kind of said himself like that this championship is the platform to come into the squad and then it's what you do inside there that will determine how well you do. Which is a different environment completely. It is. It's a, challenge, it's, like. it's a huge step up. Sarah saw that against Ballygunner who are not far off being an inter-county level team. Um, but Cahill has done enough to put his hand up for for further um, a further look. I, I'm like Paul Leopold and Shana Smith both again former Cork underage players very tough defenders you know I mean both came back from health scares in the last few years as well just you know <laughs> which made their stories even more interesting yeah, really and just ultra consistent the, the two of them you know um, it, it, I think it's, it says a lot about the how, how, the, how the kind of championship went that the, the backs are flooded with, with Middleton and Saras players that both sides were you know they, they, they got as far as they did because they were so so tough to break down um, and you know you could have you could have looked at other guys as well like it, there were like I said there were a lot of close calls but I think for for just being able to put strong performances back to back um, Paul and, and Shane are like definitely effe- worthy of effectively um, J- Jack when we were looking through it kind of all 12 backs or 12 or 13 backs because there was guys who came off the bench Conor Sullivan obviously just played in the final like they were kind of all in the mix really to f- fill in these positions weren't they um, like Shane Smith had, had, a, had a great year God, he was tough as nails. I thought, he yeah. was outstanding, even like from the league when I was watching him, and he had improved a lot. And then, you know, come championship, and he was just incredible. He was so fast and strong. He made life very difficult for for some quality forwards that he super came up aggressive against. Like, too, yeah. wasn't he? I mean, he kept Robbie Cotter very quiet in in their final group game, which is very impressive. Like, and again, he was outstanding against the Bears. And same as like with Paul, you know, the two of them have been absolute rocks for both their clubs this year and, and it's it's why both clubs featured in the final and you were kind of doing a team of the week all through which covered the Premier Intermediate Senior A and Senior you know bit of crack and obviously also kind of reflecting who was playing well o- over the championship from the first round onwards and Paul Leopold was a regular name there yeah, that popped he up he featured he? three times which is pretty impressive and, and Shaney as well was in there twice um, and I think Cahill was in there twice as well so it just, it just shows really consistency rewarded uh, we'll jump out to the half back line Owen Murphy from SARS 
slotted in a wing back. Tommy O'Connell was basically an automatic one of the first names we had when we were when we were picking this team at centre back, and then we picked Sean O'Leary Hayes at wing back, though he played a bit in the full full back line as well. Again, three excellent players, all you know, former Cork underage players. Sean O'Leary Hayes was on the Cork panel, came on the other in final two years ago. Tommy O'Connell obviously played championship games for Cork this year. Owen Murphy was an outstanding minor and under twenty one with Cork. Uh, captain captain material, uh, a, a, a tough half back line. Dennis, there, there were another few guys in the mix. Damien Callan was the one. Yeah, he's probably the closest that came to getting Damien into this, was, I think. Yeah, Damien was an automatic choice last year when the Bears won it. And he was, yeah, he's very unlucky here. He's, he's probably just seventh in line. And he's someone who has just been so rock solid for St. Finbars and for Castlehaven in the county championship. And an all-star nominee for Cork as well from the hurling. Yeah, yeah. Level. Um, you know, it's, it's almost at the point where he's expected to be so good. It, he doesn't get the credit for for doing it game after game um but again all sars middleton half back line just underlines the the strength in defense like sean o'leary hayes he, he i remember when he kind of came onto the senior team first in middleton he was played in the the half forward line like you say he can play in the half back line or the full back line he's a stylish hurler but he's a good marker great too, yeah. marker as well um and you know he he was in america came back straight off the plane um and just just back from Middleton and was just able to start in seamlessly. Tommy O'Connell, he's a guy whose performances from Middleton got him on the Cork team. Then he nailed down a starting spot this year, which maybe people mightn't have expected him to become such an integral member so far or so quickly. And then his performances for Cork have made him better again for Middleton. You know, he, he looked he in at county Perry thought any time he saw him. Yeah, yeah, early, yeah. You know, he's he's the quarterback. He sets the tone from centre back. Great aggression um, as well. Yeah, and he, you know, he he just really manages the centre. Owen Murphy then probably does the same thing for Sars. We're we're fitting the two of them in. They're good enough hurlers. They could definitely play in the same half back line. Um, and like like you say, Owen Murphy has done it all the way up. Um, and he just gets gets more influential year on year. Um. For, for SARS. Yeah, when he came into the SARS team in 2018, he was exceptional. You know, his form maybe dipped a bit in the last year or two, but he was back to his absolute best yeah, this year, yeah. picking up danger men the whole time, thundering out with possession. Yeah, he, his, his, his return to form has been in tandem with SARS coming back to the, the top, I think. Absolutely. And for Sean Larry Hayes, Jack, I suppose it was a, a huge boost to have such a great season given that he had been involved with Cork he'd come on the other yeah. final against Limerick two years ago so he didn't feature this year he was he'd gone, gone off the panel and coming into the summer and went travelling so it, it shows his class even if you know there's not likely to be a Cork return I'd say he's probably moved on from that now yeah. himself yeah like he said it to me I mean like it, it's it's been a bit stop start for him you interviewed him there a couple year, weeks ago yeah, big I interview, so. a few weeks ago but you know since then you know he went off to America he played a couple of league games for Milton alright but then he went off to America Came back, he missed the first game against Bishopstown, came back then against the Glen, and he was outstanding, man-marking Patrick Horgan in the second half, did a superb job. Made a difference um, in that game, that was a tight yeah, game on, made at Made a that massive point. difference, it was probably one of the turning points really for Middleton. He was again great against Blackrock, and then against um, Ben Cunningham, then again in the final, he was really good there as well, or semi-final, sorry. Um, no easy task. Mark yeah, and, and, and even, this year. even with Jack O'Connor in the final, um, obviously they lost, but he still did a good job marking him. Um, like with, with Tommy then as well, you know. I think this year you could really see his his intercounty experience really shone through. Like matured see, as a player, yeah, didn't he? maturity. You could see he was, you know, a step ahead of players at times, and, and like he he was immense for them. Um, again as well with Owen Murphy, he was superb for Sars. His his part of the platform, you know, where they were building from the back, and and a huge part of in their success this year, really. 
but they, they uh, what I thought about Owen Murphy too is that he, he was kind of a no-nonsense type defender Dennis in the setup in that obviously Sars play a lot of a link game they're very stylish hurlers but well, you need, you need to have someone putting in the hard tackles yeah, like himself and Craig Leahy like we're doing yeah, a lot of that you, you don't want people to be able to just drive through the centre unimpeded yeah so Owen was a, a great fella to be able to, to, to stop that and onto the midfield pairing uh, we ended up with a young player and an old player uh, kind of a older older we'll say older he's still got plenty of hurling left in him so we Killian Murphy from Sars and Lorcan McLaughlin from Cantor Dennis yeah um, I think it, it just speaks volumes about how influential Lorcan is for Cantor that they were in the relegation final and he, he's in this team you know it's no surprise I suppose for anyone who's followed him like since he was playing underage for Cork you know he he's he's the kind of guy who just he give he'll give you 100% Every day, and that's because he can't give you more than that. You know, he just he goes out and he, like he he looks after himself. Like that, that he's able to still play at such a high level. Now he does the right thing in terms of preparation. Then he goes onto the pitch and he does the right thing nine times out of ten. You know, he 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 still has the energy to get around the pitch. His free taking, um, you know, is is still an asset to to Kentark, and he just he he's the, the heartbeat of their team, and he he has been for such a long time, and he's still. He's still, still doing it. For everyone else, yeah. Still doing it. And Killian Murphy from Sars, it was kind of in the end, it nearly came down to Daniel Carney and Killian yeah. Murphy. We went with Killian Murphy. He missed the final. He was after doing his cruise in the semi final. Yeah, which was very, very unfortunate for him. But again, th- that he got on the team despite missing the final just showed how good he was up to then. And uh, you think back to the game against the Bears in the group stage, he was he was awesome that night. You know, he. He he wasn't at all phased by by senior um senior championship hurling, um and he he was brilliant uh in the quarterfinal against Blackrock, brilliant against the McKillie until the injury. Hopefully he'll he'll come back um as good if not a, a better player after after his recovery. And in the mid- midfield mix, Jack, we uh, like, like obviously we, we mentioned Daniel Carney was very unlucky not to make it. Mikey Finn came very close to yeah. getting in there. Paul Hockney had some good games yeah. as well. Bill Cooper for McKillie. Yeah, Bill Cooper had a very very good championship. I suppose with him McKillie, it kind of came down to. And with Bill Cooper, you know, we were close to putting him into the team. It's the fact they only played three matches. One of them was against a fellow divisional team, which doesn't carry the same weight when we're looking at it. Anyway, yeah, yeah the, the it's not the same championship pressure as playing a, a club team. Yeah, and it, it might seem harsh, I suppose, given that they were, let's say, 30 seconds away from reaching the final until Luke Elliott got the goal for Sars. But Immaculate didn't hit the same heights as they had in the quarterfinal against Douglas, against Sars. And, you know, it, it's... That's the nature of it. You're going to have close calls and, and guys just missing out. Um, yeah, and any combination Finn, of those midfield pairings yeah. would have been pretty good. Mikey Finn, obviously, uh, you know, got better as the championship went on and had a very good final. He was extremely close to getting like you could have easily consistent. Yeah, you could have yeah. easily ended up with Daniel Kearney and Mikey Finn there, or Bill Cooper and Mikey Finn as kind of a your combo of the young and old. But look, I, I'm, I'm happy enough that we made the right call there. I think Larkin McLaughlin was absolutely to the fore in all four matches that Cantorc. Yeah, you know, yeah. they saw off the Glen, which was a very significant win to stay up, stay up senior when they were underdogs in that match. Um, so look that's our call I'm sure people won't all agree with it but that's the way we went we'll move on to the forwards again you always have a lot of options in forwards our half forward line was Jack O'Connor Sars Ben Cunningham from the Bears and William Buckley from the Bears so we ended up with two Bears players obviously they were the champions got out as a group but they missed out narrowly in the semi-final um, three exciting players I suppose yeah definitely and you know but but for the late goal the Middleton got the Bears would have been in the final again you know, it, it wasn't it wasn't true any lack of effort on, on behalf of Ben or William that they didn't make it back to another final. Um, ben 
built on a great year in 2022 and was just as influential and just as dead accurate from freeze and you know after doing so with the under 20s he'll surely he'll surely be um Get his opportunity for Cork, Cork, yeah. yeah william is just you know he again a player who, who makes the right decision nearly all the time you know he has a great burst of speed very good at Balanced. taking points yeah you know he, he'll just he'll tack up three or four points a game without any fuss you know he's um uh, he's he's a manager or a coach's dream i think you know that you can just send him out give him the instructions and you know he's going to going to do them you know he he showed that with the cork miners in 2021 under no furlong he was playing as a third midfielder and he just carried out the role perfectly and he's he's really um really made progress you know leaps and bounds since coming out the senior and then jack o'connor um with with sars like jack said he had a great pass against sean o'leary hayes in the, the county final still got a couple of points from play um you know he he, he came good when Zara's needed him to um and he you know he, he's that kind of electric player who'll, who'll give you the big moments um and he did that en route to the final as well yeah, and I suppose with William Buckley's cases, he got his four points of play in the quarterfinal and semi-final, but we put a little bit more weight in those than maybe the, the group stage appearance, but he definitely took a step forward. And he's only turned 19 a couple of months yeah, ago. Yeah, it's You know, he's still has under 20 again next year, so yeah, there's a lot of potential there in him. De- definitely, yeah. You know, when, when guys come on that young, you, you forget then, kind of in the second and third year, that they are still so young, and you be, you expect you expect them to, um, to, to keep going on the same trajectory. He's a guy who who has done that, um, and you know it's uh, like you say, twenties next year. A good chance, we'll say, of of contending for an All Ireland, and he'll be central to that. And I suppose Connerly Ham was very unlucky just to miss out there, Jack. I know when we were doing the the, the voting, we kind of ended up really when we decided to look at William Buckley as a forward as opposed to midfielder. We ended up kind of four into three slots. Lehan three points in play in the semi-final, three points in play in the final. Looked like he was on his way to driving Middleton to a title in the final. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of, the fact he'd missed, he went off injured against the Glen and then missed the last group game kind of went against him a little bit there, yeah. didn't it, we were voting? Yeah, like, I mean, that that definitely hindered him as well. And, and if Middleton had won the county, I'd say we might be having a different conversation with this, but um, he was definitely probably the closest of the forwards that didn't make it in. But, I mean, it, it's hard to argue with it. I mean, William and Ben were both outstanding and for two players, you know, that young as well. And, and like Jack O'Connor, like as Dennis said, you know, coming up with the big moments and he got 113 all from play throughout championships. So And his work rate was excellent, Jack's, wasn't yeah, it? You know, and that yeah. like he's the f- speed forward, you know, when he was kind of pushing for an all-star with Cork a couple of seasons ago, it was as a scoring threat, but he kind of was redeployed a little bit farther away from goal here now you know needs must I suppose for Sires they were looking for you know an inexperienced forward line he brought a bit of experience so and and, and that shows I think the impact of the management of Johnny Crowley and Jim Sullivan as coach that they were able to get Jack to buy into that you know some guys might think I'm not going to get as many chances to score and be the star here but you know he was willing to, to do it for the team and he was rewarded and they were rewarded the county title move on to the full forward line uh, we went for kind of an interesting mix here in the end so we went for Jack Doyle from Charleville in number 13 Aaron Myers from Sars their top scorer at the edge of the square and then Jamie Collin from Newtown at corner forward he also made this team last year when Newtown got to the semi-final they didn't get out of the group this year Dennis but we just couldn't ignore Jamie uh, Collin's scoring tallies every game he just, just yeah, shot the lights out led the line superbly you know for a guy who has been involved with Cork and you know you, you, you kind of think maybe maybe fellas like that 
kind of their influence dwindles as the career goes on. But if anything, his is getting stronger. You know, he's better than ever. Yeah, it, it just shows the dedication to the club and the willingness to to lead and to to do all he can. You know, to help keep Newtown a force at senior level and the the tallies he's running up are yeah, they're amazing. Like you know, Ben Ben Cunningham was doing the same, and you know, it, it's. It's it's something something we see from Patrick Horgan, but there's very few guys are capable of it. Well, it's and scoring from play and being yeah, deadly from freeze penalties and being a goal threat, you yeah. know. Um, and the, the fact he's on this team two years in a row, it, it just says it all, I think. Yeah. And I suppose the fact, like Tim O'Mahony, was a standout last year as well when Newtown got all the way to the semi final, but he's kind of coming off season where injuries were a huge issue for him. So I don't think he was as prominent with Newtown this summer simply from because of the injuries. Yeah, so that made Jamie's excellence even more impressive for me. And the fact that they were in a group with. Um, last year's champions and this year's champions, and and a good counterattack. Exactly, yeah, a very tough group. And j- tell me, Jack Doyle from Char- Charleville. Yeah, like I suppose the best way of putting this is that Charleville gave St. Finbar's a good game in the quarterfinal for three quarters of the match, despite the fact that Darfus given missed the game, and Daniel Flynn had to go off injured at halftime, and Jack Doyle was a big reason for that. He was a big reason for them beating Douglas to top the group. You know, he um. It might might go under the radar maybe when you have a big intercounty star like Dara Fitzgibbon who's the, the focal point of the team, but they had to cope without um they had to cope without Dara due to his injury. Um and they went through that group unbeaten. They drew with Father Nees, drew with Aaron's own, probably felt they could have won either or both of those matches, then beat Douglas from the Hatta and Jack was superb in that match and he was he was very good against the, the Bars again. Award as well. Just to go back to the fullback line, Darren Butler was excellent for for Charlotte. Yeah, as he well. was in the conversation. Real Tigers yeah. cornerback, yeah, you know yeah. the kind of fellow that you're you're going in and seeing his marking and you're kind of kind of wishing he wasn't. Like you know he did did a great job. Another reason that Charleville had such a, a good year. And uh, in Jack's case, I suppose it was the fact as well he's been excellent for a number of years. Yeah, they've yeah. won Premier Intermediate, they've won Senior A. I know it's this season's All Stars, which is the way we're looking at. It, but I know when we were talking and we were bouncing around different options, yeah, it, it was a little bit of a reward for yeah, yeah for, for, and, for the and last few years. Aaron Myers, you know, an automatic, I suppose. Really. Sarah, Sarah's wouldn't have won the county without him, I suppose you say. Yeah, and, and and Jack, like Aaron, you know, we're talking about guys putting their hand up for Cork. I know Aaron was on the Cork developments kind of panel that Pat Ryan had on the go. Obviously, Pat knows him well, being a Sarah's man himself, but he'll definitely like Ben Cunningham. They're they're the two forwards that definitely have to get somebody game time in the league to see if he can do it because Aaron is a big strong guy isn't he yeah. he's tall good hand yeah 100% and I mean he managed a tally of 251 which is incredible like the only player to score more than him was Ben Cunningham so the, the two of them definitely have to get a chance in the league at least you know just to see see how it goes but um, I, I'm, I'm sure especially you know with, with, with Ben as well and his free taking being such an asset I, I could definitely see him you know in a few years making a big impact for Cork and I suppose, look, there were there were a number of guys. You always in the full forward line have a plethora of options yeah, because yeah. you know guys who were leading the line. Shane Kingston was excellent for Douglas again. He was their best player in a quarter final that went very badly for him. Yeah. He was their top scorer. Um, I suppose we ended up without any McKilly representation at all in the team. It was a funny one that, yeah. that way. Sh- Sean Desmond was very good. In Sean the Desmond final g- against um against was in Douglas. the mix. B- yeah, J- Jack Lee. He kind of did, did well in that match, but then the the forward line didn't didn't fully click against Sars. It wasn't allowed to click against Sars, I suppose you'd say, because Sars' d- defence was so good. Um, you know, I- if they got to the final and they have another game, then I obviously you're going to have yeah. so many McKilly guys in it. But it's it's come down to fine margins. And yeah, and Sean Desmond was probably the closest out of the McKilly forwards to coming. We yeah, definitely, yeah, we definitely bounced so. his name around a bit and, and he put up a big tally against Avendu and Douglas, but he struggled to score then against Sars. So it was, it was hard yeah. to include him ahead of the three we picked in the full forward lane. And we ended up with no Middleton forward, Jack, which... 
is, is harsh enough considering they got to the county final. Now they still ended up with four members of the team, but I mean, you, you could say it is, but it, it was their backs that that you know really pushed them on to to get to where they were. And obviously, and different forwards very well in different games, yeah. didn't they? And they had a, a few matches, yeah. fairly big scoring spread among the forwards. Um, yeah. You know, some players stood out more than others in certain games. Obviously, Conley Han was was the standout overall. And had they got to the final, he probably, or sorry, had they won the final, he probably would have been, uh, certainly been, would have been in the there. Yeah, yeah. But I suppose he had that three points in play and then Sars managed to shut him down for the rest of the game, which was probably the winning of the game, Dennis. Yeah, it? I think so. Um, it's, uh, yeah, and, and they didn't get a goal in the final either. Again, they weren't allowed to get a goal. You know, it it, it just comes down to to, to the, the, the small margins like that. Um, and Sars defence was key in, in them winning the match and the, the title and that's the way the All-Stars shook up in the end yeah, yeah. so I'll just run through the team again so we had Brian Saunderson from Middleton and Goal we had Colin McCarthy Sars Paul Leopold Sars and Shaney Smith in the full back line half back line was Owen Murphy Sars and Tommy O'Connell and Shane, Sean O'Leary Hayes from Middleton midfield we had Killy Murphy and Lorcan McLaughlin the half forward line we had Jack O'Connor Sars we had the Bears duo of Ben Cunningham and William Buckley and the full forward line was Jack Doyle from Charleville Aaron Myers from Sars and Jamie Collin from Newtown. So we had six Sars players, four from Middleton, two Bars, one Cantorf, one Charleville and one Newtown. So I think we got a decent enough spread. We did try and get as much of a spread in as we could. Yeah. It's one of the criticisms you see at the All-Stars. They were out last week. Obviously Cork didn't receive any, which is fine. Didn't get out of Munster, but very, very heavily weighted the All-Ireland finalists. We tried to break when, out of that as best we could. And when, when the spread of quality is so even across the championship, you know, when Sars won the final by two points, when they won the semi-final after extra time, I think they beat Blackrock by a goal in the quarterfinal. The, the matches are all close and because the teams are fairly evenly spread. So you want to you want to reward that as well, yeah. Yeah, and I, I suppose, you know, the, and there were other Sars and Middleton guys could have made the team. So we could have ended up with a team are, yeah. with 13, 13 <laughs> yeah. out of 15 maybe being from the two finals. But we did make a co- conscious effort for, to, to move away from that. The Riddens All-Stars are still waiting to have a date finalised because there's complications with Munster Club Championship and whatnot but it's always been a good night it's on the go now since 2012 and I think it's a great chance to reward the uh, the, the club players as a, even though we have a lot of inter-country representation in that team as always uh, thanks very much for, to Dennis and Jack Barry O'Manny was also involved the four of us in, in picking the team so you can send all your complaints uh, on, on to us on Twitter we, we, we'll gladly accept them and now I think we'll have a look forward to next weekend's county final so exciting county final action. We're coming down to the latter stages of, of, of the championship now with you know the junior A and B grades are concluding. Barry, a very eagerly awaited junior A football final next weekend. Canavy looking to roll back the dice to 2007. Uh, Mayfield also a team who have been county champions in the modern era and played up in the intermediate grade. Canavy are favourites, but making's a very good game, doesn't it? Yeah, it's an intriguing contest now, four o'clock on Sunday in Park Ewing, Canavy and Mayfield. Uh, you know, it should be a really good game. I suppose, yeah, as you just mentioned, Damon, Canavy will, will start as favourites. And I suppose, like, before a ball was kicked at the start of the season, they, they were talked they, up like, like yeah, they yeah. weren't just favourites of the McCork, they were favourites of the county. So here they are now in the in the final. And, um, yeah, they're going for the first county uh, title success since 2007. And, um, you know, obviously, they went all the way to, to All Ireland glory that year. And obviously, they can't do that this time around, obviously, with the. The, uh, you know, new the championship, pre- new championship yeah, parades. Premier Junior. Um, you know, Mayfield, you know, they're going for their first ever county football uh, title. So, you know, there's a, a lot on the line. History on the line. Um, obviously, you know, they got relegated uh, from the intermediate grade in 2020. And, uh, you know, they weren't in a good place in 2021. Then they lost to Nemo Rangers, third team 
in the first round. It's a tough blow, um, isn't it? Like, no matter how good Nemo football team are, you're expecting to be the third yeah. team in your first team in the city. And, and that was during COVID, so there was no back door in the city championship uh, at that time. And uh, Mauro Sparry then came in as, as manager at the end of 2021, and they got to the semi-final of the city championship last year. They lost to Brian Dillons, but uh, even though they were disappointed, the e- even though they were disappointed to lose that day, they were, they were on the right road. There's a lot of um, young players on the team now, and uh, they showed then, you know, it's just everything has just clicked really. Um, and funny enough, they beat Nemo Rangers third team in, in the final this year. Uh, Some going out of Nemo, isn't it? Like they're third yeah, team. It's unbelievable, like, isn't it? And, and, and you know, what you say about the, the divisional yeah. championships being maybe you know slightly yeah. watered down, like it's still excellent. Going and they they got a bite into the country semi final where they um, defeated Belly Gavin by a point. Uh, Nicky Kelly got the winning point, so um, was kind of a, you know they were um, you know after Kilmore went up last year, they were uh, hot favourites for McCock and they beat Inniscow in the final. And then they had two, um, two very comp- good wins, in comfortable yeah. wins really. Yeah, they beat Liz Gould and um, Castle Magda in the, in the semi They've kind of ticked so. every box, but I often wonder when you go into a county, geez, look, you want to go into a county final flying in full of momentum and playing your best stuff, but then you also want to deliver your, be- your, your top performance in the final. So, you know, I suppose they'll be hoping to be as impressive this weekend as they were in the other the other two county championship games but Mayfield seems to be no pushover absolutely yeah you know, very experienced a lot of familiar names in that team like they have you know they have, they have great experience in the team like Paul Condon now. Yeah, he, you he's know, knocked he's around a long time he's very very good footballer he's, he's still going well he got 1-5 um, in, in, you know, in, the, in the semi-final win um, you know Nicky Kelly I just mentioned him you know he's still going well David O'Neill as well is another, yeah, another very good fella, footballer uh, you know, yeah around the back so you know they have a few very good young players as well Joey Gibson in, in defence um, he was on the Cork under 20 football panel this year so, you know, they're not a bad team and, you know, I suppose there's no great pressure on them really, you know, Canavy yeah, are favourites. And um, just big talk for Canavy. And who are the standout yeah. players to watch for Canavy, you know, at the weekend? There no shortages of them, of course. Yeah, I suppose the, the, the Dodd brothers, um, Evan and, uh, and Connor. Yeah, excellent um, footballers. You know, Jack Kelleher up front, uh, Dara McMahon, you know, they have a very good... Nice balance. They have a nice balance. Like they, they have really no standout Player, I suppose Jack Kello has has played very well recently, but he's you know, the top scorer from play. Yeah, yeah, like, but he did have a very good team, like, and uh, you know, Owen Owen Han in defence has done well, and you know, he has the makings of a really good final. And the fact it's yeah. in Parky Ring rather than Parky Cree yeah. probably makes it a tighter game in a way, does it? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose. It's just you know, plays smaller, like you know. Yeah, and you know, Parky Ring it all of his generates a really good atmosphere, especially you know. Oh, that's a better better for this, something special, for this double header, you know, I think. Something special about Parky Ring and, and Junior Finals, so. Um, a game to look forward to. Yeah, it should be um good final, but yeah, you know, you'd have to fancy, you know, kind of get, get, o- get, get, o- get over the line, yeah. And Dennis, it's preceded by the Junior A hurling final, a kind of a unique combination. It is, yeah. I can't imagine these clubs Har- have met too often in yeah. hurling over the years. Harbour Rovers and, and Nemo Rangers uh, in the, the Junior A hurling. Harbour Rovers got to the final in 2020 and they were beaten by a very strong school team that went on to win the, the lower intermediate, as it was still called the following year. But like, They'd never won a divisional title before 2015. They won 15, 16, 20, and now 2023 again. So they're kind of building to this yeah, league, aren't they? Yeah, exactly, yeah. And I think I think 2020, obviously, it was unusual in that it was it was um, COVID and that, but they'll surely have taken taken the, the benefits from the experience of playing the final, and it's taken them a while to bounce back, but they have come back well. Um, they... Y- you know, y- y- it's not always the case that you have to lose one to to win one. They'd be hoping I it is. I yeah, I think uh, it should stand to them. Like, the, um, Nemo Nemo overcame a Ballinor team that had a had a great result against Clannacilty 
was kind of a, a last gasp. Um, a ball last flicked to the net, I think, in a yeah, goal mode scramble, was it from a free? Exactly, yeah. A, a goal um, from, from Jack Horgan, who's one of a number of players in the, the Nemo team with senior football experience, which does bring its own um, advantages. But I think you, you'd, you'd be giving the... You'd be giving the, the benefit to um you'd be giving the nod to to Harbour Rovers. You know, they they came back slow start against Carrick Navarre in the semi final. They have the likes of Stephen Condon, you know, who impressed for Avendu in the Yeah, like the we were talking about the All Stars earlier, but like if you were putting a little bit more into that, that particular yeah. section, Condon shot the lights out of if, it. We'll say if they had if they got like, out of that. Yeah, they they gave him in Achille a very good game in the final of that. If they had got into the quarter final proper Stephen Condon would have been Very in with a right shot, but yeah, because he just posts such great scores. Then if David Pine, you know, a fellow who we've seen be very influential playing football for Glenworth, he he's brings the same kind of um, presence t- uh, in hurling. He got a goal in the semi final, um, you know. So experienced player, like yeah, you yeah. I think I think they'll feel that this this is their this is their t- chance. This is their time to to, to try to get. And up in to Nemo's favour, I suppose. The pressure is off no matter what. I'm not saying there aren't there like there there are plenty of hurling people in Nemo who love hurling, but it is a football club. Yeah, exactly. Pressure is off them and they've a lot of lads who played in finals before. Yeah, exactly. Like y- you look through the team now that they played in the semi final Barry Cripps captaining them and Yeah, yeah. and they've um James Masters in goal. Uh P- Peter Morgan is there, Brian Murphy's there, uh Kevin O'Donovan, Stephen Cronin, Ronan Dalton, Colm Coyley, like, you know, it's um it's serious footballers anyway, exactly, see how good yeah, they are. Yeah. Look, they're, they're they're in the final, so yeah. You, oh, know, sure. you had a fancy Balnora before that semi on Absolutely. the basis of their clan results. So yeah, a one-off game in, in Parky Ring, like Barry says, you know, you have a great chance. It's a hard game to call. I think I know. I can see why you're making to call, but you'd give the slight slight preference to, to Harbour Rovers. And just before we wrap up for the weekend, there are a few Munster Championship games on this weekend. Obviously, at the wee- weekend that just passed, St Catherine's. Came back from the dead, Dennis. Yeah, they they did a good win against Ballinahinch. Catherine's had a great win as well. Yeah, Catherine's um fell behind for the first time uh, early in the second half. Uh, Shane Shane McGrath was very influential at centre back for Ballinahinch, but uh, Catherine's applied with a goal from Matthew Mulcahy, and they just drove on, drove on from there. Very impressive. Uh, two seventeen to eleven, they won. Uh, Mulcahy's cousin Brian got a, a goal as well as the two of them had in the quarter final against Hardmore. So when you consider they're in the final now, despite the fact that Dan Mangan is out having done his cruise in the county final that they lost, you know, it's been a great response. Castle Lions having finally broke through among the premiers immediate. They were waiting for their chance to play one. Yeah, and it was a, as tough as you could wish for a way to the Kerry senior champions, Crato O'Neill's up in Mount Cole in North Kerry. They were down nine points at one stage in the first half, playing into a huge gale of a wind. Um, very important goal just before half time from Adam Fenton. They were down by seven, and you kind of felt that they would push on then, and they did. They, they took the lead. The goalkeeper Jack Barry got three points. He got one from play, one directly from a puck out, and one from a free. That's a win for you. Yeah, his brother Cullum at fullback was absolutely superb. Uh, and then you had Fenton uh, hitting over the freeze. All the big players were good. You know, Cullum's plan um, came up strongly as well for them. And then Leon Deuce, he got the second goal. Uh, he touched the Jack Barry puck out to the net. Like they Falling were such, such a weapon. final. Yeah, so sure. um, in fairness to Crowd on Eels, they kept battling, took it the extra time, but Castle Lions were able to get over the line in the end by four points. And they have the final now against Corrigan from Clare. Uh, the first well, week and they'll December. have a good chance in that no doubt do you know what I mean yeah we would think you, they would yeah. hope so and hopefully we'll have the same now next weekend Barry a triple win of Cork victories or triple triple of Cork victories what are the chances <laughs> hopefully um, 
post up on Saturday at half one in Clove, Kilmory or um, playing Fina Kilmedy of Limerick in the junior football uh, championship semi-final. The, um, and, I- you know, this is an interesting one. You know, both teams uh, lost their county finals to second teams. Ah, yes. Uh, that's obviously lost the playing field there. Kilmory obviously lost to the Bows and uh, Fina Kilmedy lost to Newcastle West second team. So, uh, but, you know, Kilmory will, will, be, will be fancy to go over the line. Um, and, and funnily enough Fianna Kilmeady will be Catron's opponents in the hurling final as well and they lost the Limerick Junior Finals in a Piercy second team yeah it's so amazing isn't it yeah it? they're going for a monster double having not won either not one. Well, they, they take it and on uh, just two games on Sunday um, both at half one in the intermediate uh, football championship semi-final Kilimatra are playing uh, Milltown Castlemaine they avoided the Cliffords <laughs> the <laughs> dramatic Kerry final there at the weekend that's on in um, Kilimatra so um yeah, Milton Castlemaine did a great win over over, over Fossa on yeah, Sunday by a point. Respected after so beating Fossa anyway. Um, you know, I, I, I spoke with with, with Kilometre's manager John Evans um, before this game, like, and um, you know, he said, "Look, it, it will be a really tough game, and um, you know, any team from Kerry, you know." And we're going back to the fact bonus. as well, Barry, that only eight clubs compete in the Kerry Championship with all the divisions, so therefore, you're playing against a a higher ranked we'll say Kerry team than you're playing against a Cork team who's coming out of the Premier Intermediate grade when we've 24 clubs above them in the yeah, sure. senior it's a different Kilometro ranked you know 24th f- we'll say now maybe they've replaced the team who've been relegated from senior uh, and, and, so. and, you know, and, and, fa- and uh, I was going to say Fossa Midtown Castle Main are, um, are ranked 9th uh, so you know, <laughs> that's where the problem comes in there. It's yeah, not, not just a Cork Kerry thing, but, probably but they're at home. Yeah, yeah. They're at home, so look, you know, they were so impressive in the quarter final. I give them an all chance. There, you no would, there. you would at home with, with a big crowd back him and with the game under their belts and the fact that Milton 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 the at the weekend. Exactly, yeah, it's a very quick turnaround to go from that high to celebrating it, beating Fossa as underdogs as well and stuff. Yeah, like, so. yeah, yeah. So I, I think, I think. Kill the March, so we'll be relishing the opportunity. Yeah, it'd be great. And I'm, I, I'm and heading off down uh, following the Haven. Yeah, I'm heading down to Fafafield on, uh, on, on Sunday. Castle Haven are playing uh, Ratcormock of, of Waterford at half one on Sunday. And, uh, do you know, Ratcormock um, beat the Nair by, by six points in the, in the Waterford so County final. respect them then, because any time so the Nair come out, they always give teams a, a fair rattle over you know, the years. Castle Haven just have to, you know, just, just have to play well, and, you know, they should have enough. So, uh, but look, it's, it's winter football now, you just never know. Uh, but you'd, yeah, you'd fancy Castle Haven. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're strong favourites, there's yeah. no doubt about that. Uh, I mean, th- as always, when a Cork team plays a Waterford team, that'll be the case. But they're away and, you know, they wouldn't want to be kind of heading down there, taking anything like that. I don't think they will either, would you? Uh, no, I, I don't think so, no. No, I, I think James McCarthy... They would, want to take know, this opportunity to get to Munster Final. We take it very seriously, yeah. And, um, you know, the Nio, like, you know, they beat Cowboy Rangers in 2016, um, you know, in the, in, in the Munster Championship. So, you know, Waterford sides have... have have been very competitive. Yeah, you can't be taking years taking years anything yeah. like. Look, we'll hope they all win, and it'll keep keep us rattling on, <laughs> and then shorten the old journey to Christmas. Look, thanks very much, everyone, for joining us. You can find us every Tuesday on echolive.e forward slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. The Echo Sport Podcast, in association with O'Sullivan Brothers DIY, kitchens, wardrobes, stores, and floors. We supply to your design. Visit osbgroup.ie, our in-branch at Holly Hill and Toker.